Claudia, and for the next half hour I'll be reading from the February 22nd edition of the Buffalo Rocket on the Niagara Frontier Radio Reading Service. Buffalo Lent and Fish Fry Fish fries during Lent are taken very seriously here in western New York region. The most prime places for fish fries are always in Buffalo, New York. Lent is here once more and fish fry season in Buffalo is taking off. As a long and beloved tradition, fish fries take the place of meat for celebrators of Lent every year. The fish fry is popular all over, but a few take it as seriously as in the western New York region. Every Friday during Lent, most restaurants who serve a fish fry make sure to stock up and cook it to perfection, served with all the correct sides, bread, mac and cheese, potato salad, coleslaw, tartar sauce, and of course, lemons. There are plenty of stellar places for a good fish fry in western New York, but voted the best by Buffalo's own R4 multiple times is the Wellington Pub located next door to Bob and John's. Bob and John's is also offering fish fries every day. The Empty Pockets restaurant also dishes out a fantastic fish fry. And Johnny's Meats is selling fish haddock for your purchase in case you want to stay home and make your own. For more fish fry spots in and around Buffalo, please visit stepoutbuffalo.com backslash iconic hyphen fish hyphen fries hyphen spots hyphen around hyphen western New York backslash Eclipse Emergency Preparedness Workshop. As Buffalo gears up to host the solar eclipse, one of the most watched celestial events of our lifetime, the influx of visitors on April 8th presents opportunities and challenges for the hospitality industry. Help ensure everyone's safety. Join Visit Buffalo Niagara, the Erie County Executive Office, and partners for a special eclipse emergency preparedness workshop, 10 a.m. to noon, Thursday, February 29th, at the Buffalo Convention Center, 153 Franklin Street. Speakers include Erie County Executive Mark Polencars, Visit Buffalo Niagara President and CEO Patrick Kaler, Deputy Erie County Commissioner of Homeland Security Preparedness Greg Butcher, Erie County Emergency Services Coordinator Darian Pratchett, and Deputy Erie County Commissioner of Health EMS Greg Gill. They will talk about transportation safety, law enforcement, emergency planning, and traffic management for hospitality venues. The presenters will also cover first aid and CPR training suggestions, advice about large crowds in public spaces distribution sites for safety glasses, pre-planning steps for communication services, guidelines for mobile phone service limitations and emergency channel options, public awareness campaigns and press conferences. We encourage hospitality partners and other interested parties to come to the event. Isaac Canal Side celebrates final weeks of the 2023-2024 season. As the Isaac Canal Side wraps up its 2023-2024 winter season, Buffalo Waterfront will host several special events and activities for the final days at the rink. Sunday, February 25th will mark the last day of skating. We had a fantastic season at the ice this year, and we encourage anyone who hasn't made it out yet this season to join us during the winter break or during our final two weekends for a skate down our iconic canal, said Lauren Ford. General Manager Buffalo Waterfront Ice Fest. This weekend marks Buffalo Waterfront's annual ice fest. In addition to ice sculptures, Saturday's festivities will include a live snow sculpture demo, ice bar, a DJ, special promotions, and open curling with instructions from the Buffalo Curling Club. From 7 to 10 p.m., Sunday will be Family Fun Day with sculptures, a visit from the Snow Sisters, free cotton candy, and a free kids' craft plus an ice mimosa bar for the adults.
Black History Month is part of its Black History Month celebration. Buffalo Waterfront will host four pop-up shops. For black-owned businesses in the igloos at the ice rink throughout the weekend, Colored Girls Bike 2 will also set up a table at the rink this weekend to pass out resources for the next two Sundays. A dollar from each admission will benefit an organization dedicated to the advancement of Buffalo's black community. Plus, anyone who brings in a piece of winter clothing to donate to Ladies Let's Be Real will receive a free skate rental. Winter break during students' winter break next week, February 19th to 23rd. The ice will be open from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. Monday through Thursday, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. Friday and Saturday and 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. Sunday, February 25th. Highmark Blue Cross Blue Shield will be offering free skating for all guests on Tuesday, February 20th from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. with free curling available on a first-come, first-served basis. Final weekend. The final weekend will celebration will include Pride Night at the Ice on Friday, February 23rd and a silent disco on Saturday, February 24th. The season will cap off on Sunday, February 25th with a final family fun day. Special discounts throughout the month of February, Buffalo Waterfront offers discounted curling reservations, $11 per person, down from $15, and Igloo Rentals, $129, down from $199. Igloo Rentals include admission and skate rentals for up to eight guests, as well as a carafe of hot chocolate. Opening day is Saturday, May 4th. The countdown is on. By the time this column hits the streets of Delaware or Hurdle in North Buffalo, there will be approximately 70 days remaining until opening day and the start of another season of Hurdle North Park Youth Baseball and Softball League. Hard to believe the days are going by when the boys and girls who have had their parents sign them up again for another year in Shoshone Park will be practicing their game with a new coach or team. All the play-by-play -play action will get underway on Saturday, May 4th, around 1.30 p.m. on a diamond in Shoshone Park, the home of the league since 1957. This year, though, everyone should get an up-close look at the building of the new Thomas M. Smith Athletic Center that is being built for the future boys and girls who will someday play in this park all year round. That's one of the best presents this community has ever received from the men of the city of Buffalo who work downtown and represent this strong community of North Buffalo, like the Delaware, the North, and the University Districts. These leaders, these representatives for us, listen to our pleas when... League President Don Morris said, tear down this swimming pool and adjacent building so we can park more cars and erect another building open to the public year-round. It worked. And every day that passes is another day closer to an even better Hurdle North Park Youth Baseball League. Plans are being made now to open the 67th season in celebration of the new build and pay tribute to those who have made it happen. While the building is far from opening its doors, the league welcomes all current and former players in the park. League coaches and team managers and the general public to Shoshone Park on Saturday, May 4th to open their season. It's the best day of the year, according to the former president, Don Morris, who passed away on December 29th when discussing the league's annual opening day festivities. Every year, Morris would lead a parade of all the boys and girls playing in his league that started at the corner of Hurdle and Saranac with Buffalo Mayor Byron W. Brown and walked in step with North Buffalo through the business district of Hurdle Avenue. At 11 a.m., thanks to a Buffalo Police Department escort, and hook and ladder, fire truck maybe. The children all showed off their new uniform jerseys and caps worn paid for by the businesses that sponsored their teams. Crowds would gather on both sides of the street. Baby strollers and dogs on a leash would all take notice of the children and their coaches welcoming in the spring season on their way to Shoshone Park.
In previous years, the parade would stretch for blocks behind, slowing traffic in an eastbound direction through North Park, Parkside, and Starin Avenue. At the park, the teams would gather around the first diamond, from the first baseline to third base, and watch the men and women from downtown speak into a microphone and tell them to have fun each season. Then they patiently waited while the people would throw a ball from the mound. A small group of girls would sing the Star-Spangled Banner, and then Mr. Morris would take the microphone back and told everyone he needed help from them to say the two magic words real loud, Play Ball. Ask Rusty. Ask Rusty about Medicare's dreaded IRMA provision. Dear Rusty, my wife is on Medicare and receiving Social Security benefits each month. We built a house and used money from our investments to pay for it. We knew we would pay taxes on that withdrawal, but my wife got a letter from Social Security saying that because the money we withdrew was listed as income, her 2024 Medicare premium went up over $500. And since Medicare is taken out of her Social Security, that results in a $6,000 loss to our budget. Is there anything that can be done about this situation? We sent a letter to Social Security, but they responded that a lesser situation was one of only of a few categories, loss of house, divorce, etc. Nothing could be done for the year. The money was used strictly on another investment, our new house. It wasn't like we took it out and spent it wildly. Can you please advise? Thank you in advance for your service as a Social Security advisor. Signed, Frustrated Homeowner. Dear Frustrated, unfortunately, it sounds like your wife is a victim of the Medicare provision known as IRMA, the income-related monthly adjustment amount. Each person's Medicare Part B premium coverage for outpatient health care is determined yearly from their income from all sources as reported to the IRS two years prior. IRMA sets income thresholds depending on your IRS filing status, and if those thresholds are exceeded, you must pay a higher Medicare Part B premium and also a higher Part D premium if you have prescription drug coverage. Assuming you file your taxes as married jointly if your combined 2022 income as a couple was between $206,000 and $258,000, your wife's 2024 Part B premium is $244.60 instead of the standard $174.70. If your combined 2022 income was between $258,000 and $322,000, then your wife's Part B premium for 2024 is $349.40. If your combined in income in 2022 was between 322000 and 386000 Her Part B premium is $454.20. And if your combined 2022 income as a married couple was between 386000 to 750000 then your wife's 2024 Part B premium is $559. And if your 2022 income was a married couple over 750000 your wife's Part B premium is $594. If your wife also has private Part D prescription drug coverage, IRMA also increases those premiums. Note that the IRMA thresholds are different from for others' income tax filing statuses. Buffalo Bills. Netflix has a new special movie about the 90s Buffalo Bills and the run to the four Super Bowls. 
Something I really enjoyed as I remember and have seen it all. I knew the history and there was almost nothing I did not remember. It almost seems like it was scripted the way it happened. No team has ever gone to four Super Bowls in a row. And of course, no team has ever lost four Super Bowls in a row. The cast of characters are Jim Kelly, Thurman Thomas, Scott Norwood, Bruce Smith, Steve Tasker, Don Beebe, Mark, Marv Levy, Bruce DeHaven, Daryl Talley, Frank Reich, and Vic Karukchi. They all play a part in this presentation with interviews taken now and some from the past and at the time. It is a true story and well presented. Watching it, I relive the past. The game that mattered in this astounding history. What a story, how seconds could have changed the way it all turned out. Clips of Jim Kelly being interviewed back when he refused to be refused to come to Buffalo after being drafted by the Bills. Reporter asked him why he passed on the NFL. His reply was, where would you rather play, in Buffalo or Houston? He played college ball in Florida, and he liked the warm weather. He was from Pennsylvania. We all know he had to come to Buffalo, how he adjusted, became great, and how he now loves the city and the fans. So many parts of the movie are heart-wrenching to watch again, but like I said, it seems as it was meant to be. The football gods just chose to have it happen that way. The thrashing of the Oakland Raiders 51-3 to leading up to the first Super Bowl, making them the favorite to beat the Giants. Wide right has lived in infamy in Buffalo. Scott Norwood clips of him then and him now. That is what they did with most of the players. It was well done and fun to watch. They've all aged, but still seem to in decent shape. You could not make this up in the way it played out. The greatest comeback against the Houston Oilers, the lost helmet against Washington, nine turnovers against Dallas, and the famous Don Beebe rundown of Leon Lett. Lots of history, so many small reasons that things could have been different. That story has been told. We now have a new story to tell about the present Buffalo Bills. There's destiny here. The tale has not ended. This city has been blessed with one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever throw a football, Josh Allen. Just recall in your mind the way things have transpired since he has arrived. A new history is being written in modern times, the way we lost in the playoffs. Just think about that. Again, you cannot make this stuff up. This team should have gone to the Super Bowl, but has not. Is there a reason? Do the football gods have something special in store for us Buffalo Bills fans? Let me say this. I have seen every game the Buffalo Bills have played since 1960, including the very first against Oakland. The way this is now playing out, there is more to add to this tale. We have seen the prelude. Now we have to see the conclusion. Stay tuned. Do you have a birthday greeting you would like to see here? Birthdays, anniversaries, interesting pictures, short stories, or even a 500-word column of interest to your neighbors? Send them to me and I will see what I can do. Nothing political or controversial. Send to jbortz at aol.com. You're listening to a reading of articles and features from the Buffalo Rocket on the Niagara Frontier Radio Reading Service. The Grapevine, St. Margaret Parish, will host its 10th annual Lenten Fish Fry on Friday, March 1st, 2024, 4 to 7 p.m., catered by B.W. Smoke and Barrels Barbecue at the American Legion Post 1041533 Amherst Street, Buffalo, New York. Tickets are $18 and include freshly cooked haddock, French fries, two sides, bread and dessert. Kids meal of chicken fingers, French fries and dessert is $6. Dine-in or take-out tickets on sale beginning February 4th through February 26th can be purchased at St. Margaret Church following Sunday, 930 
9.30 a.m. Mass. Tickets also available in the St. Margaret's Rectory office during normal business hours as well as online at www.stmargaretbuffalo.com. Tickets may be available at the door. A basket raffle and 50-50 split will be offered. Please call St. Margaret's Rectory 716-876-5318 for further information. The Whole Family Home and Farmstead is holding an orientation for new docents on Sunday, March 24th and Sunday, April 7th at its headquarters at 5962 Genesee Street in Lancaster, New York. It will take place from 1 to 4 p.m. each day. The training will include demonstrations of various types of docent assignments, discussion of period clothing for those interested in portraying Whole Family members, and opportunities to learn about the Whole Family in the historic period of the early 1800s. To register for further information, contact Suzanne Jacobs at 716-681-5494 or at sjacobs at wholefamilyhome.org. Nativity of the BVM School, a reunion for all years on Albany Street in Buffalo, will be held July 21st, 2024 at Fontana's Grove, 2299 Clinton Street, West Seneca. Reservations are a must. Call Helen Brown, Kerdorser, at 716-400-7977 or Rosie DiLiberto, Mendelera at 716-881-1306 before 5-15-24. Friday Fish Fries, the Catholic tradition of fish fries, comes during Lent and has become very popular with the broader community. Many parishes within the diocese sponsor fish fry events from their churches. These events are not only fundraisers for the parish, but also events for the neighborhoods to come and meet the people of the parish and make some new friends. The Catholic community of Buffalo North is hosting fish fries on five days at two sites. Fridays, March 22nd and March 29th, they will be served from St. Mark Church at 399 Woodward. Pre-sale tickets can be ordered from smkhns.square.site. On Friday, March 1st, St. Margaret Church will be serving from the American Legion Post, 1041533 Amar Street. Pre-sale tickets can be ordered from https colon backslash backslash www.stmargaretbuffalo.com backslash. All events are dine-in or take-out and take place between 4.30 and 7 p.m. Both sites are handicap accessible. Ten Lives Club is excited to announce the opening of its newest adoption center at the Walden Galleria Mall in Chictawaga. The cat rescue group will be partnering with the City of Buffalo Animal Shelter to pull friendly cats and have them available for adoption at their new adoption center. When its population allows, the SPCA serving Erie County will also participate in the program. Best Friends Animal Society is providing a grant to cover some of the costs to get each cat tested, vaccinated, and spayed or neutered and made ready for adoption. Ten Lives Club will be partnering with other local rescue organizations as well to help them adopt out their cats. The center will be open from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturdays. And on Sundays, the adoption center will be open from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. and closed on Wednesdays. To volunteer at the Walden Galleria Mall location, contact Ten Lives Club at 716-919-1006 or by email at tlcgalleriamall at gmail.com. Now continuing with articles from the Challenger Community News from February 22nd.
Attorney Young joins law office of John V. Elmore. Buffalo Attorney Oliver Young of Counsel to Barclay Damon LLP since 2019 has joined the law office of John V. Elmore PC. During his nearly 45 years of service in the legal field, Young has been active in his efforts to better the community. He is a member of the New York State Unified Court Systems Commission to reimagine the future of New York courts and a board member of the Erie County Fiscal Stability Authority. My joining John V. Elmore PC is reaffirming my commitment to providing quality legal representation for our underrepresented community, said Young. During his long tenure as principal court attorney of the New York State Supreme Court, 8th Judicial District, 1980 to 2018, he conducted research and drafted judicial decisions on motions for the judges of the state Supreme and Erie County Courts. Young was the second person of color elected as president of the Bar Association of Erie County's Board of Directors serving from 2021 to 2022. John V. Elmore, founder at the Elmore Firm, said, We are proud to have Oliver Young join our law firm. Young is a well-respected attorney as evidenced by his election to be president of the 4,000-member Bar Association of Erie County. Young also served on the New York State Bar Association's Task Force on Mass Shootings and Assault Weapons. In 2021, the task force released its final report, reducing the epidemic of mass shootings in the United States. If not now, when? He has been married since 1983 to Mary Jo Lattimore Young, an attorney with nearly 40 years of experience. The couple has three children and two grandchildren. For questions, please contact Kristen Elmore Garcia, 716-300-0000 or at Kristen at Elmore.law. 25th Anniversary Super Bowl Soulful Celebration, a spirited, memorable event. The 25th anniversary Super Bowl Soulful Celebration was quite memorable with the opening set featuring Southern University Human Jukebox Marching Band followed by the NFL Men's Choir and Kirk Franklin on stage was outstanding. The co-host for this year's awards show was Cedric the Entertainer and Tachina Arnold. The event was an electrifying fusion of faith, fellowship, and football. I really enjoyed the flow of the one-hour program, which was taped earlier in the week. Buffalo Bills' Damar Hamlin, who received the New Beginnings Honoree Award, said, It's a unique position that so many people across the country and world prayed for me during my time of need, and some of them had not prayed much in their life. Marquise Bell of the Dallas Cowboys was the HBCU Spotlight Honoree, CBS Morning Show co-host and NFL Today studio commentator. Nate Burleson received the Lifetime of Inspiration Award, and a very inspirational sermon-like acceptance speech came from Houston, Texas, rookie QB C.J. Stroud receiving the Faith in Action Award. It's going to be an interesting next season to see if the national media will cut off or remove his praising of God from his post-game interviews like they did this season. This young man has a message from God to tell us complete with scriptures and his mother who was by his side. He is not shying from proclaiming their love, faith, and glory for God. I was impressed by his strong, articulate demeanor and showing us why he was Rookie of the Year in the NFL. The musical artists were outstanding, especially Mary Mary, who let us know a new album will be forthcoming from them in 2025. Country singer Mickey Goten, along with Robin Thicke, brought his soulful sounds. The grand finale featured Earth, Wind, and Fire, performing renditions of Shining Star and September with T-Pain as lead vocalist. Yes, T-Pain can really sing quite well and held his own with Philip Bailey's background vocals. It was an excellent conclusion to a star-studded event with the musical direction of Emmy Award-winning and Grammy-nominated Adam Blackstone.
The originator of the event, Melanie Few, fought for seven years to get it sanctioned by the NFL. The Atlanta-based Few said, We kept getting rejection letters and our trust in God said, If it was meant to be, it will be. They finally sanctioned me in 1999, and here we are 25 years later. Yes, thanks to the persistence of Melanie Few and not taking no for an answer, her dreams of a Super Bowl gospel celebration took shape. I must also add that many NFL players, including Nate Burleson and ex-Buffalo Bill Byron Scout, took up her cause and lobbied for her event to be sanctioned by the NFL. Soulful Celebration has been the only black-oriented event sanctioned by the NFL for many years. Congratulations, Melanie Few and her entire staff for withstanding the test of time. Black History Month Tribute to Coach Rome Black History Month, No More Tears at Last, Incorporated, would like to honor Coach Douglas Rome Hunt. Coach Rome is often commended and appreciated by youth and their families for tirelessly mentoring so many youth on and off the football field. He is so very humble in his efforts, quality of time spent, and the support he gives continuously. He often tells the youth, why be good when you can be great? He is pictured receiving an award from No More Tears founder Tina Sanders. Donation and fundraiser for family in need. Try Jesus Ministries at 190 Fillmore Avenue will be hosting a donation and fundraiser benefit to help a family in need due to a house fire. Jessica Booker and her son, Cedafani Jones, had a house fire and lost everything, including their pets. They are asking for anything and whatever God puts in your heart to give. The benefit will be held Saturday, February 24th from 4 to 7 p.m. For more information, contact Pastor Christine Lucas, 716-601-5122, Bishop Hazel Boyd, 716-444-1606, Pastor Frida Turner, 716-401-4422, or Bishop Michael Brooks, 607-223-3092. GoFundMe at http colon backslash backslash GoFund. We need the community support. The East Buffalo community must not allow unethical business methodologies and practices that result in racist outcomes to hinder the $600 million, 1,500 residential unit redevelopment of the Fruit Belt and East Buffalo community. The Buffalo Niagara Medical Campus president and CEO is systematically mounting legal challenges to stop our black billion-dollar economic development model. We need your support. Where is the Buffalo community of faith? Where is Buffalo Street community? We need your support. May 16, 2022. Mr. Edward F. Walsh, Jr., Board Chairman, Buffalo Niagara Medical Campus, Incorporated, 701 Ellicott Street, Buffalo, New York, 14203. Dear Mr. Walsh, this correspondence is to express the opinion and experience of St. John Baptist Church, Gasethemy Missionary Baptist Church. We educate communities globally on disparities, WECGOD Incorporated, and St. John Fruit Belt Community Development Corporation. These legal development entities are part of our Buffalo's Black Billion and have concerns about the Buffalo Niagara Medical Campus's disposition towards our proposed new development. We are creating a billion dollars in construction programming and ministry over the next 10 years. This initiative was designed by the St. John Baptist Church leadership 20 years ago. In collaboration with the UB 2020 initiative and Buffalo Niagara Medical Campus, our intentions are purely a community initiative and part of 57 years of urban development. It was agreed by all parties, including the University of Buffalo, M&T Bank, and the Buffalo Niagara Medical Campus, that St. John Baptist Church would develop the adjacent Fruit Belt community. This would create a world-class community to complement a world-class Buffalo Niagara Medical Campus. Overseer Pastor Chapman worked directly with the Executive Director Matthew and Tease on the four neighborhoods, one community 
documented in the Buffalo Niagara Medical Campus, was to be supportive of our community initiatives. St. John Baptist Church is the only major African-American institution involved at this time with the fiscal resources, intellectual wealth, and proven capacity to complete multi-million dollar projects without corruption. Our leadership is requesting the Buffalo Niagara Medical Campus Board to rescind their legal obligations and objections to the expansion of our social justice ministry to bring equity by being the largest African-American investor in the Fruit Belt community and east side of Buffalo. We have quietly existed and now we find our Christian mandate for missions to improve the quality of life of the Fruit Belt and east side of Buffalo through Buffalo's Black Billion. This expansion will bring affordable housing and the opportunity for retail space to lease in a prime location. We are currently engaged in over $100 million in development through 2023. Our expansion will add another $160 million, and this model has become an economic engine for the African-American community of Buffalo. Our leadership is disappointed at the discriminatory practices to subjugate the minority and fruit belt community. Please see attached document with outlines, some of which have transpired over the last 20 years under the current administration of Overseer Pastor Michael Chapman, MAPM, MDIV. Due to Overseer Pastor Chapman's position in the community as a spiritual leader, he is not allowed to negotiate in civil affairs. Having been involved before with Executive Director Matthew Entice, Pastor Chapman served as a community informational source and advisor for him. Please restrict all communications regarding these issues to BFC Incorporated LLC partners who deserve who serve as co-developers of the property. This National Comprehensive Urban Development Model is part of the Economic Development and National Social Justice Ministry, which will publicly advocate for Buffalo's Black Billion, two churches, two campuses, one village. Leadership of the Board of Directors, St. John Baptist Church, Gethsemane Missionary Baptist Church, St. John Fruit Belt, CDC, WECGOD2, Incorporation. Black History Month and the importance of celebrating black artists. This is a very public thank you to each and every one of the amazing artists in our community in honor of the Black History Month, which is dedicated this year to African Americans in the arts. This city has more than its share of talented artisans of color, dancers, singers, painters, sculptors, clothing and graphic designers, poets, actors, actresses, photographers, filmmakers, authors, rappers, and more. And since we celebrate and respect black history each month of the year, we declare 2024 the year of the artists in honor of our artists of color, as well as those who have joined the realm of the ancestors. Black Buffalo artists from all genres have undoubtedly been making their mark with an explosion of talent across the board, from the early masters to the new now and next in the arts, raising the bar and carrying the torches of creativity to live on. The empowered presence of black creative endeavors and movements in Buffalo is an upward flux, making history. With resilient, outspoken movers and shakers, innovators and leaders in the arts, we salute you and all that you do and could not imagine our city or Buffalo or our communities without your contributions to the arts and culture. Asante Sana, thank you for continuing to grace us with your talent and unique artistic energy. You've been listening to a reading of articles and features from both the Rocket and the Challenger for February 25th. Good morning. Welcome to another broadcast day of the Niagara Frontier Radio Reading Service, a private not-for-profit organization. As always,